0: Get road trip ready with a service checkup at your local Chevy dealer. They can save you time and money and get the job done right the first time, worry-free. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com for current service specials or to schedule a test drive.
1: 720 WGN, thanks for joining us. My gosh, beautiful weather in Chicago. We have Tom Skilling to thank for that. Tom joins us. It's brought to you by Permaseal Basement Systems, and it's all because you flipped the switch on summer on Saturday.
0: Oh, yeah, exactly. And if you believe that, I've got some cheap (laughs) land for you. But, uh, no, we had fun out at Buckingham Fountain on Saturday, uh, turning on the fountain there. The ComEd folks and the Park District folks were just great, and we had a wonderful turnout there, Lisa. But, yeah, you're right. It's gorgeous now. We've got a pneumonia front on the way so named because uh, it brings such jarring weather changes that's going to pass the area around six seven o'clock this evening and when it does uh, you know these pneumonia fronts uh, tend to bring a wind shift in off the lake that really drops the temps fast so our temperature will probably go from 80 degrees at six o'clock down to about 54 by 9 o'clock at O'Hare, and along the lakefront, we could be down into the upper 40s with uh, strong northeast winds coming in behind the front. Not a lot of weather otherwise with it. No storms or anything like that, just a wind shift, building waves on the lake, and a big temp drop, Uh, and that's pretty common this time of the year uh, when we don't have, you know, we haven't warmed the lake up enough. You turn that wind off the lake, you can kill... Uh, the temperature by 30 degrees inside a matter of hours. And that's what we're going to do in the next few hours.
1: I always love hearing from you and hearing terms that I have not heard before. And when (laughs) I first saw the term pneumonia front, I thought, no, it can't be like what we get in our chest. And it is. It's spelled, but it's spelled the same way, right?
0: It is. It is. You know, it's it's kind of uh, uh, along the lines of Alberta Clippers and Saskatchewan Screamers, and you know all these other Chinook Winds and all the other uh, colloquial names that we give weather events. Uh, this this one uh, relates again to the big drop in temperature and the fact that. You know, that's sometimes seen as inducing illness. It, it isn't technically doing that, but it'll uh, drop the temperatures pretty dramatically. You know, it's good, Lisa, that we don't have a lot of people swimming at this point because when these things go through, and a lot of folks out on the lake, because the waves tend to build behind this, uh, these fronts, I, I suspect we'll see some 20 to 30-mile-per-hour wind gusts coming in off the lake along the lake shore. So this gorgeous weather that we've got going at the moment, Will be changing uh, this evening as uh, that front goes through.
1: Interesting. I think the term Saskatch- Saskatchewan screamer might be my favorite <laughs> out of all of those.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, I, well, we were, Lisa, when we were on the satellite, uh, people could watch us, you know, when we broadcast our nine o'clock news on the satellite, um, you know, people could watch us up in Canada watch our newscast and i use that term a couple times And i was i was surprised at the number of calls we got from uh canadians they thought that was a riot uh (laughs) they got a real kick out of that and of course they loved alberta clippers too those storms that come down in the winter time and sometimes bring us or our neighbors to the north snow around here
1: so (laughs) and our, our our country to the north canada seems to be on fire right now what is happening
0: yeah it is really interesting uh you know we look at these weather satellite animations. You can see the smoke pouring off uh, a whole group of fires that are burning, a number of them out of control up in Alberta, Saskatchewan, and British Columbia, the provinces in western Canada. Uh, And this smoke is literally streaming. We don't see it so much in Chicago at the moment, but it is streaming across skies in uh, the upper Midwest, and it goes all the way out to New England and then out into the Atlantic. And these have been burning for weeks. They've had record warmth up there, and they're in drought uh, out in the western prairie provinces, westward into the Canadian Rockies. So uh, these fires have been a devil. They've got 90 of them burning in Alberta province and uh, 60 burning in British Columbia. They've had evacuations of up to 30,000 people up there because of these uh, these fires. And it's a product of warmth and drought in that area.
1: My gosh, that's that's sad. And I, I talked to friends in Seattle yesterday. Boy, were they sweating it out because, as you know, not yeah. many have air conditioning. And they're like, it's 85 degrees here.
0: <laughs> I know. Well, you know, they had that deadly heat wave a couple of years ago in the Pacific Northwest. And that extended like this one has up into Canada. In fact, Canada reported its warmest temperature on record for the whole country in that cold wave. And it's believed thousands perished uh, due to illness brought on by the heat. Uh, this one is occurring a little earlier in the season, but it's breaking records out there. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's interesting. Things like that have an effect on our weather because they buckled the jet streams around these hot air domes that set records like the ones you were mentioning out in Seattle. And the jet goes way up north, and then it comes crashing south into our area from Canada, and it brings cooler air down. Uh, So we tend to be cool while they're boiling. But I think what's going to happen, Lisa, is, uh, first of all, I think will be cool tomorrow and sunny, but I think we'll warm up Thursday and Friday. And next week, some of that warmth that has been out in western Western and uh, northern Canada and out in the Pacific Northwest will be washing eastwards. So I think we have uh, an interesting warm-up coming uh, next week as a result of this in our area.
1: Oh, that well, I like that. Uh, All right, I've got a couple questions for you, then we're going to take a break. We'll come back and talk about where you have been and what you have learned and about our current temps. So uh, Tom's killing questions. He's just came through on the text line. Tom, is I yeah. imagine the Great Lakes provide more steady temps. Is that true? Do the Great Lakes protect this area from having more tornadoes?
0: Uh, no. Um, you know, you could make a case in certain situations that a cooling wind off the lake Uh, kind of uh, dampens down the intensity of some thunderstorms. But the fact is, uh, most of these tornado outbreaks occur with very strong atmospheric supporting conditions that tend to override uh, the lake. So as a general proposition, the lake is not a protector Uh, you know, in terms of tornadoes for us. But it does change the temperatures, there's no question. I mean, the reason we have this cooler near the lake season we're in is because the lake is slow to warm up. Water warms far more slowly than the air around it. In fact, over the last week, despite warm temperatures, the lake has only warmed about a little over 2 degrees. Whereas the air is warmed at times as much as 30 degrees over what it was a week ago. So the the slow warming of the lake is the reason we get these cool lake breezes sometimes into June along the lakefront. Of course, we come to appreciate that later in the summer when these lake breezes uh, ward off some of the 90 degree heat that we have sometimes.
1: We have another question from a texter. They want to know what produces more storms, cold front or warm front?
0: Um, Boy, that's an interesting question. Uh, Actually, uh, either one can be pretty active depending on the weather situation. We've had tornadoes that have developed uh, along uh, warm fronts on occasion. The one that hit Utica uh, out in the Starved Rock area was so deadly several years ago. That was a warm-frontal tornado. Cold fronts, I think, though, uh, generally the ones we think of as having explosive thunderstorm growth along them. But, um, boy, I'll tell you, there are a lot of ways to get bad weather, and it doesn't necessarily always have to do with whether it's a warm front or a cool front. So I think I'll leave it at that, Lisa.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, you can always text your questions for Tom if we don't get to him today. We'll get to him next week. He joins us every Tuesday at this time, and the text in line is 312-981-7200. We'll find out what Tom's been up to and what we can expect weather-wise coming up. But first, Mary's got the current temps and a check on traffic. 720 WGN. Okay, so we've covered the wildfires in Canada, the heat wave on the West Coast, the pneumonia front um and yep. w- tell me about where you've been why you weren't here last week oh you know uh, lisa that and i did miss talking to you last
0: week we were out at Argonne national laboratory this is a follow-up you know we did the climate change series uh in fall well in Argonne, the scientists there and they've got a uh, 1600 scientists and more working on decarbonizing our fuels so that we cut down on the emissions that we're putting out that contribute to climate change. And so they're doing some really interesting work out there. Do you know next year they'll put the fastest computer in the world online? And that'll be used for a lot of things, including climate research. But what they're doing now is working on uh, cleaning up the fuels that we work with, coming up with biofuels that'll be used in trains and ships. Um, And also this move toward electric vehicles, which is going on. They're working on figuring out how to recharge cars faster and also more reliably uh, and where to put these recharging stations. Our country is going to install about 500,000 electric charging units to, uh, you know, handle this uh, influx of electric vehicles that will be coming online in the years ahead. And uh, they're working on speeding that process and figuring out where to put them so that we equ- equitably put recharging stations, so that folks living in neighborhoods, uh, as well as those who have garages and can put chargers in there, can recharge their vehicle and do it more reliably, faster, and easier. Uh, and they're working on like aircraft. United Airlines here in town is working on decarbonizing their fuel. They've got they they're spending a hundred million dollars on looking at new fuels that will not produce the same level of emissions uh, that uh, current fuels do. And uh, this is coming along. They call these SAFs for sustainable aviation fuels. And work is going on in collaboration with the scientists at Argonne on that. They're also looking at nuclear power and how we can cut down on nuclear waste with that, because nuclear power has got to be part of our energy energy future, and it is now. We generate more electricity in Illinois than any other state uh, through the use of nuclear power. A lot of folks don't know that. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, but, so uh, where we have Byron. Where are there other nuclear power plants? Gosh, we
0: had one in Zion for a long time. The Byron one is the one I'm most familiar with.
1: Yeah, me too. Uh, Lisa.
0: Interesting. Interesting. We produce something like 55% of our electricity is by nuclear power and it's exported to surrounding states by way of the grid so that'll be part of the energy mix as well as sustainable you know uh, renewables like wind and solar which are being employed more and more and trying to improve the grid so that we can distribute uh, electricity from places where the wind is blowing into places where it's not in uh, places where the sun is shining and the Uh, into places where the sun isn't shining when we generate electricity. So there's a lot of really interesting work going on. Here's another thing, batteries. Uh, They're coming up with cleaner batteries. Um, Current lithium batteries can catch on fire. They're uh, working on ways to prevent that from happening. There really aren't as many fires with lithium batteries as you would think, but they're a devil to put out once they get going. So they're working on that. Uh, and uh, we're also looking at domesticating our supply of uh, the components for batteries like lithium so that we're not going to China or Africa or Australia to get our uh, lithium for our batteries. We're able to produce it in this country and uh, come up with more efficient batteries. So there's really cool stuff going on there, and we're going to report on it on the 9 o'clock news um,
1: Wednesday night. Wednesday night. Okay, that's awesome. Okay, so the dancing farmer, sometimes being a farmer, he's not always uh, the person with the most positive attitude about what the summer will look like. In fact, last year he started just about this time planting because it was such a terrible rainy season. He finished before the 1st of May this year. In fact, he finished in April. But then he said, everybody says it's like 2012... I know, it's going to be a heat drought disaster year. I'm like, geez, could you be a little more positive? Are we looking at really dry temps, and will that continue through the summer?
0: Well, you know, Lisa, it's a good point. We are very dry here. You know, we've had some big rains through our southern suburbs. They had three inches, close to four inches the other weekend. But that didn't cover much real estate. Most of the area is dry. We've only had 17% of our normal May rain. We're down, uh, you know, we're among the driest springs, uh, the 33% driest springs of the last 151 years around here. So we at some point are going to have to get some moisture going, and you don't want to get too much of it. Now, the one thing that's interesting, the modeling that's done for the summer is indicating a wetter than average summer, or at least uh, there's at least an increased probability of that happening. The problem with warm season rains is it's hard to catch up on deficits because they'll hit one area and miss another area. You know, they don't fall evenly. So it's a little hard to come back from a drought, you know, a mo- moisture deficit. And we're going to have to watch that very carefully. I'm sure our farmers are. I mean, look what happened with that dust storm downstate. <sighs> uh, yeah. You know, to go, that's a product of uh, you know dry weather um, in a in part. So um, yeah, we we do have a deficit going. Uh, the forecast is for that to turn around. We're going to have to see whether that happens or not.
1: Okay, what Thomas told us so far is that this pneumonia front means the temperatures that we are experiencing right now, this beautiful weather, is going to dramatically change. So, what can we expect over the course of the next couple of days?
0: Well, it's going to be nice tonight. We'll have scattered clouds. It'll turn windy and cooler. We'll drop to the 40s and then go back only into the 60s tomorrow. That's below normal. But it'll be beautiful and sunny. There'll be a wind off the lake keeping the lakeshore cooler. And then we go back to the 70s on Thursday and bring our next rain in on Friday. About a 50% coverage rain situation Friday. The weekend looks dry. Uh, and cool with highs in the 70s inland, that's nice, and uh, 60s at the lake. But I think we're going to start warming up by the middle and end of next week. And if that's true, we could see mid to upper 80s uh, in parts of the area then. So we'll keep an eye on that and see whether that uh, forecast trend continues, because that I'm sure would be welcomed by a lot of folks.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm ready for it. Thank you so much for joining
0: us,